0: Hello, and welcome to the Zero to Hired podcast, the show that helps struggling job seekers find a career that's right for you. In every episode, we have one mission, to provide you with unique tips and strategies from leading industry experts that will get you in front of hiring managers. Enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of the Zero to Hired podcast. Our special guest this week is Daisy Wright. She's the Founder and Chief Encouragement Officer at The Right Career Solution, where she offers career transition, professional resume writing, interview and job search coaching, and LinkedIn profile development. As a career certified management coach, Daisy helps clients find satisfying career and get hired faster. She is a speaker and workshop facilitator Who incites awareness and enables clients to gain gain clarity and tell their career success stories she's the author of two career books the canadian bestseller no canadian experience a a career survival guide for new immigrants and tell stories get hired innovative strategies to land your next job and advance your career she's also contributed to more than 10 other books on career coaching resume writing and job search Daisy is a member of the Career Professionals of Canada. She is an international coach federation and part of the Forbes Coaches Council, an invitation only community for leading business and career coaches. Welcome to the show, Daisy.
1: Well, thank you so very much, John. That was one piece of an introduction, <laughs> but I guess in a nutshell, that's who I am. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah,
0: and I'm, I'm so happy to have you on the show. You know, you and I, we've known each other for, for quite some time now, and it's It's actually an honor and it's a privilege to have you here as the career expert to share some of your guidance and wisdom with our audience and with our community in and around how to get that job quicker. And I know right. y- your two books have been fabulous in terms of what they've been able to do for new Canadians and people who are trying to get back into this, to the workforce. So let me get started. Let's get into this really quickly. So mm-hmm. what does it mean to have, and actually this is a question that I've seen come up in a, in a variety of different venues, but what does it mean to have Canadian experience?
1: Well, Canadian experience really means that you have been able to, to have to work at jobs here in in Canada. That that's pretty much what it, it means. Canadian experience. You are able to work, you know, you have your your um, work experience here in Canada.
0: Okay. So um so yes, and so so here's a question and I know a lot of new Canadians face this challenge. So how do you get Canadian experience without actually having a Canadian job?
1: Right. That's the the um the big question. And it's It's foolish in a sense for employers to ask uh, new Canadians for a Canadian experience when they know very well that, you know, they're new. They're new to the country. So my advice to a newcomer is to, first of all, accept the fact that they do not have Canadian experience. So they can say, somebody say to them, well, you don't have Canadian experience. Yes, admit it that, yes, I don't. You know, I've been here two months, three months, six months, and I do, don't do have Canadian experience. However, I do have broad-based international experience. And let us have a conversation around how my international experience could blend with with um, with your needs, your needs meaning the employer's needs, and let us have a conversation around that. Mm-hmm. And then they can go into their accomplishments and and uh,
0: and so on. Okay. Yeah. No. And and I see this. I see this a lot. And actually, it's one of the biggest concerns that we get from a lot of people that connect with us through email is the whole Canadian experience. So you're mm-hmm. saying it's okay not to have a Canadian experience?
1: Well, it's okay. I mean, it's it's a gift John. They're they're they're. They're either not here yet or they're new to the Canadian, uh, workforce. And I think employers and recruiters and hiring managers should be focusing on the value that they bring or the value they might bring to the organization mm-hmm. and not too much around whether or not they do, they have Canadian experience. I can understand for some of the industries, um, you know, in terms of like the medical field or you know to, industries like those, they would want to have not only the experience but uh, probably um, to upgrade their 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 um, certification and all of that. But someone who is coming in in finance, in in um, in administration um, and in other areas, I think they should be looking less on their lack of. A Canadian experience and focusing more on the value that they bring which takes me to the other side of to the candidate side and mm-hmm. to to suggest that they should know themselves so well that they're able to tell their career story in a way that's convincing in a way that can convince the employer that yes that person is the right is the right candidate for the job.
0: Hmm. So that's interesting. So how does someone go about preparing their career story?
1: Okay, so they they know themselves. It will take a little bit of reflection
0: mm-hmm. only
1: because we ourselves we take things for granted. We get up every day and we do you know the same thing every day and we never spend time to really reflect. On the the um, the work that we have been doing, the value that we have been adding to companies, you know, in our different roles. So it takes um, someone to reflect on what have been some of my proudest proudest moments, what have been some of my accomplishments, and how can I align those um, those accomplishments? How can I articulate those accomplishments? to a potential employer so that he or she can see that even though I might not have the Canadian experience, I do have experience. I have helped to make you know millions of dollars for my company. I have turned around an organization, mm-hmm. uh, things like those. So they have to look within themselves and say, what have I been doing all these years? What did I do at, at company X? Why did they find, why did they promote me instead of somebody else? I must be adding value. And then learn how to tell those stories to people so that they'll be convinced that yes, if you're able to do it for company XYZ, you would be able, you will be able to do it for my company.
0: Mm -hmm. So what I'm hearing from you, and I, and I think this is an important part, and I, and I hope our audience gets this, is getting into the specifics. And and you're you're telling, you know, from what I'm hearing from you, is when you tell your stories, get into the specifics around how you helped them specifically. What was the result? And, you know, one of the things that we talk about quite a bit, and I believe you're along the same lines, is using a star format when it comes to creating a story. So your situation, your task, your action, and then the result. And like this, you're getting very specific into that. So, Daisy, you want to just explain the star format for everybody?
1: I will definitely, I'll explain the STAR format. So first of all, there they are numerous formats that, that end up meaning the same thing, John. Mm-hmm. So it's a STAR, it's a CAR, Challenges Action Results. Okay. It's a CAR, Problems Action Results. So there there are a variety of, of um, acronyms that go with it. What I really focus on, is more or less, it would be the actions and the results. so say for example the situation or task or challenge for that matter would be and i take something as simple as say a photocopying machine um not working so that's the problem okay the action would be okay what did you do so i tried fixing it myself and it didn't work and i asked my, my co-worker to help me and it didn't work and I ended up picking up the phone and calling the photocopier company for them to send a technician in. So those are, those are the actions. So, you, so if you look at it, the challenge or the problem was the fact that the photocopier broke down. The actions were the, the thing that I actually did. First I tried to fix it myself, then it didn't work. I tried my co-worker, she couldn't help and then I ended up calling the technician. And what were the results? The results um, were that one, I was able to, so he was able to fix the machine. I was able to um, continue my work of, you know, making copies of these particular reports. And eventually I ended up um, having, uh, completing the reports in time for the board meeting. Okay. okay, So it means then that it did not have any impact on the board meeting because, yes, it was chaotic, but because I acted quickly and realized that, you know, my expertise was limited, I ended up bringing in the expert to to fix the machine and whatever he did, we were able as a team to finish the report and hand it in to the, um, you know, to the president or whoever we had had it in. And it was in time that particular meeting yeah nobody was embarrassed um you know it didn't impact on you know on a time or you know things like that so that sounds pretty simple but that's the idea of thinking in terms of what was happening at the time what did you do those are the actions and then based on what you did what were the results
0: yeah no, I did, and so, and I think for a lot of newcomers, for a lot of Canadian, for a lot of, from what I've seen so far, and from what I've heard from our audiences, you know, the storytelling is, is a fairly new thing. Would you say that storytelling is even a Canadian type of way of doing interviews?
1: I no, it's, it's not really Canadian. The, the whole thing about storytelling is that storytelling has existed from the, the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. But it's only in recent years that we have, we have tried to, to align it with, with say interviewing or even having a conversation with, um, with somebody, somebody because, and the reason is people love to hear stories and they love to hear good stories, right? If you are able to tell them you know, what you did and how you were able to do it or what you did as a team and, you know, the success of that particular team, then people will want to listen to you. People will be convinced that, wow, if he was able to do that or if she was able to do that for another company, then they'll be able to do it for me. And the good thing about storytelling to John is that it's um, it's authentic because it's your story. Yeah. You're not making it up. And interviewers have a way of reading reading body language. And they can tell when you're making up a story and when it's authentic.
0: So, okay. So that's actually a really good question. And actually, just to add into that. I know recently there was the Golden Globe Awards and the big thing that was in the news was about Oprah Winfrey and how she told her story and how, you know, it's now being claimed as her new presidential speech and, and the mm-hmm. the power and the impact of telling stories. So how do you get to that point where, you know, and if I look at Oprah and how she delivered her speech, the presence, the, the impact, the influence that she had from that, how would someone who's preparing for the job process have that similar type of impact and uh, influence when they're sitting across the table from a recruiter or from a potential hiring manager
1: right they have to know themselves john they have to know who they are what they have done and they can't be shy about talking about themselves Because I usually tell my clients, if you don't toot your own horn, nobody will know that you're coming. Mm -hmm. And, And when I say tooting the horn, I don't mean you're going to do it in an obnoxious way. As if, oh, well, you know I'm the best thing since sliced bread. Even though you know you're the best thing since sliced bread, it's how it comes across. And that's where authenticity comes in. It's you. It's your story. You know what you did. You know what you went through in turning around that, that particular company or that particular department. You know how much money you helped the company to make or you know how much money you saved the company. So it's your story and once it's your story you should be able to talk to those that story or to talk to those stories in a way like I said to convince the, the the interviewer that listen I know the other candidates are good but of of the lot i am the best
0: <laughs> no absolutely yeah, that's, yeah no yeah, uh, that's
1: pretty much that's pretty much what it is and it, it and it it, it, it really fo- focuses around um authenticity because it's you it's what you have done it's it, it's your own achievements and yes other people may have helped. You may have worked on a team, but you focus on the part of the team where you had
0: the most impact. So, so this is a really interesting question. So the challenge is, and for what I've seen, is people get nervous, right? They get mm-hmm. nervous in front of hiring recruiters. They get high, nervous in front of managers. How does someone get to the point where they reach a certain cover, uh, comfort level where they're mm-hmm. able to deliver their story with confidence?
1: John, I don't know if anybody ever reached their comfort level per se. So they, they really have to stretch themselves outside of what they're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. But the, it starts from knowing yourself. That's it. Once you know yourself, once you know who you are, what you have done, or what, what's your potential, then it's okay to talk about it. And in terms of sitting across an interviewer, for example, make sure that you you um, research the company yeah. inside and out, and do not rely just on the company's website. Read all material. Go on their LinkedIn company pages. Read. Um, Read upon their competitors, so you can see what that company is doing, and then you are able to tell the one you're interviewing with what they're doing and how you could help them. Mm-hmm.
0: No, to def- Compete, yes, and, and add yeah. value, right? Like that's add value. super important. So, I, and I know you know you and I were both public speakers. We both go out there and we deliver presentations and speeches quite often. Uh, Mm preparation preparation is a big one right
1: oh absolutely absolutely it's not John I've had people phoning me or sending me email and they're looking for interview coaching and it's like oh you know I have an interview on Friday Um, you know can I come in for some coaching and this is Monday
0: so you're you're saying five days isn't enough time to prepare
1: not necessarily, and it depends on the level. And for me and my clients, no, five days is not enough. And I, I'll tell you why five days is not enough. Um, I get to, I I want to know my client, to know where his or her weakness or weaknesses are. So we have a conversation first to uncover what is it that makes you so so nervous? Um, what are some of the questions that you have um problem answering. And based on, on that, then I will um, you know, come up with some strategies, yes, of how we're gonna how we're gonna do it, but I also prepare some questions that will um relate to the areas that where they have the challenge. So it's we don't know what questions they're gonna be asked. We don't know that. But some of them are, you know, the normal question. Tell me about yourself and why do you want, why should we hire you? But then there are others that they might not be able to guess. But we focus, again, right on storytelling, right on the car piece. You, 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 you use star and I use car. It's, I, I tell them, you know, you're, pretend you're driving a car. So it's a challenge. What's the challenge? what actions did you take and based on the actions what were the results
0: and so is sorry so is it always so are you always talking about challenges like you know what kind of challenges you faced or can you also talk about some of the successes just some for what? Yeah, so just for our audience member to make sure that we're clear so challenges mm-hmm. we're not always talking about problems Sometimes we're no, talking necessar-
1: yeah well, not necessarily. it's okay sometimes it's ch- well, put it this way, employers hire hire us because they have problems anyway.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely right? absolutely right.
1: So sometimes it, it it might not be a challenge as such, but it could be a situation. What was happening at the time? Yes, what was happening at the time? Mm. And then what did you do?
0: And it's what you did specifically.
1: It's, it's always always about what you do, what you did, and what happened, what were the outcomes, or what was the outcome. And may I just add something here, John? Because a lot of, sometimes, you know, many people believe that they're, they have to come up with only success stories. And that's where some, some interviewees, some candidates really fall down because they go into the interview well prepared to tell them all these nice, lovely things that they have done. And then when they're asked a question like, tell me a time when, despite your best effort, a project did not work out or some, or you did not get a particular, um, you were not successful with a, with a a bid or something like that. If they go into that interview and they're not prepared, that's where they will stumble. What they have to remember is we live in a real world. Not everything is going to turn out right. The interviewer or the hiring manager or recruiter, they're not looking to, they're not giving them a gotcha question. At the heart of a question like that is, tell me when something did not work out as planned. They want to know how you bounce back from a failure or what you learned from the event. So that's very important for interviewees, for job candidates, to realize that all their stories are not usually or they don't have to be success stories however if you're an accountant for example and you made an error that where really the company lost you know hundreds of thousands of dollars then that's a that's another story
0: <laughs> yeah maybe you don't want to tell that story so much <laughs>
1: exactly exactly <laughs> maybe you don't want to but my point is I want I want um your your list of that yes we are going to make mistakes but the aim of a question like that is to really find out how do you deal with adversities how do you, do you deal with failures how do you um how do you uh, what did you learn from what happened
0: yeah no i and i know like you know and you know you know that i you know i've also in my past have interviewed and uh, have sat down with several hundreds of individuals hiring them for you know, various roles. And inevitably, one of the questions that I ask, and I know a lot of people always face the challenge of answering this particular question is you know, when you've had a conflict with somebody, how did you mm-hmm. handle it? Yep. So, and I know that's a big challenge for a lot of our audience members because they don't want to make it look like they ever have a bad relationship with somebody. Mm-hmm. But it's okay because sometimes things aren't going to work out. What like things aren't going to work out with certain people on your team because you have difference of opinions. In that type of situation, Daisy, what would you recommend for somebody to answer with if they were going to be asked that question? You know, the last time you had a conflict with somebody, how did you handle it? hmm
1: And um, well, that's that's question. I would think it comes up in every interview because the, the the recruiter or the hiring manager wants to make sure that when he or she makes that decision to hire that particular candidate, they're making the right decision. They don't want somebody coming on the team who is going to disrupt what they already have, who is going to disrupt their team. So one of the ways to answer that question is and never say, Oh, I've never had a conflict with anyone.
0: Yeah, actually you'd be surprised how many times people respond with that. Yes,
1: people have said so. But what you can what um what the candidate can can do is to relate something um where, you know, they can say, for example, um, you know, I have I work with you know, a member of my team and, um, or even it could be a a case where it could be a team lead or a supervisor for that matter. And, um, you know, he or she is, I noticed that, you know, they're always taking credit for, for my work. And, you know, we would go into meetings and, you know, they would be talking as if they're the ones who did it. So, of course, rather than jumping up in the meeting and say, "Well, you know, you did not do that," you know, you could um, say to the person after the meeting, "You know, John, would you mind? Um, would you have a few minutes to spare? I would like to, you know, to talk to you about a matter." Um, it doesn't have to happen right there. You could, it could be, a, you know, you could set the time, a special time for it. And then when you get to that, when you have the meeting, you can say, um, you know, I, I really, um, I know our department looked pretty good in terms of when you're presenting, you know, what the, um, making the presentation. But honestly, I felt, um, that I was left out of the conversation, particularly because, you know, I was one of the main, um, Person on person on that particular uh, project. Sometimes when you when you approach it like that, the person might, you know, funny enough, they might not even realize what they did or what they were doing. But the aim, though, is not to um, attack the person in a way that they are, in turn, are going to attack attack you. You have to employ. Um, diplomacy be very tactful in how you approach it okay and and then you can again answering that question you talk about a story you know you know I was working on a particular project and you know um, and we went to the meeting and this particular person was talking about it and you know emphasizing how much he or she Uh, did on it and you know i really felt left out but rather than um explaining in the meeting or embarrassing the person in the meeting i decided that i would have a conversation with him or her afterwards
0: yeah no that's great advice it's i i know one of the things is you know even as a, a coach a mentor one of the things is you never call somebody out publicly, and if you're going to no. provide feedback, you always do it privately.
1: Yes.
0: Right. You coach you're yes. you praise publicly, and you coach privately is really exactly the the, exactly. the thought that I use. And actually, it's a good response because it's going to happen. There's always going to be those situations where people get into trouble with other people. Yeah.
1: So, so it's going to happen. Yeah. But it's how you re- it's how you respond to it. And and that's going to be key because as I said at the beginning of, of this particular question, employers don't want to anyone coming in to disrupt the synergy that they already have. So they yeah. want to make sure that the person coming in is not a troublemaker, is not going to um, you know, be be fighting verbally, fighting or I mean, even physically fighting with, you know, with their staff. So it's a question that's going to come, and it might not come as as direct as, "Okay, so, you know, have you ever had any conflict with anyone?" No, they're gonna ask, you know, tell me a time when you had to deal with an irate, a coworker or yeah. an irate customer. And then you have to again. You have to dive right back into storytelling. Yeah. What was happening at the time? What did I do? And based on what I did,
0: what was the outcome? Yeah. Well, that's great advice. Wow. Yeah. No. I great. Like this is this is fantastic. You're you're giving you're coaching. You know, um, you're yeah. you're giving practical experience, practical advice that people could use and implement right away. So, Daisy,
1: Absolutely.
0: I, I know you're very big and you also hold events and I know you got an upcoming event and, you know, could you share that with our audience for those that are interested?
1: <laughs> well, I do have um, an event this Saturday, John. It's a visioning event and um, I'm doing it for women. It's something that I've been doing for the past eight years where once, at least once per year. I offer a pro bono um, coaching session mm-hmm. uh, for women who are who are interested. Um, last year, I did a free career planning workshop. And instead of... Um, so the attendees did not pay, but what I asked them to do was to bring a, a new or slightly used handbag. And we ended up um, getting... Twenty-eight handbags, wow. which I donated to two to to um, one shelter and another nonprofit organization here in Brampton. So with this one on Saturday, John, I'm pleased to say that it's full. Okay, it's it's full. <laughs> I actually have um, probably five people on the waiting list, and I don't, I can't accommodate them. Mm-hmm. but it's um so what it is it's a visioning event meaning people are going to be uh, it's the start of the year and they're going to look and see what do they want to achieve during this year what is it that i would really want to achieve during this year and they're going to create their vision we're going to have lots of activities We're gonna be. I'm gonna be using the um the grow model of of coaching in terms of what what's your goal, what's your reality, what what options do you have, and are you in it? Do you have the will to win? Mm -hmm. Pretty much, it's G R O W. So there's gonna be lots of um group activities, but at the end, I want people, I want the women to come away with. A clear goal on what they what they would like to achieve, and use each other. So I'm going to encourage them to uh, keep in touch with each other, to be each other's board of directors um, at least for three months. For a full year, that would be great, but at least for three months, so that they can really help each other to focus on their goals and to help them. Um, you know when they're struggling so that's what it's going to be um, this actually
0: oh that's fantastic So for those mm-hmm. that that you know it sounds like it's already a sold out event so and also by the time we post this podcast this you know, your event will be passed. but at right. least you've given us some very solid uh, advice around grow and you know yes and uh, the, the the concept of having an accountability, I'm going to call it. You know, you call it your board of directors. I count it. I call it the accountability buddy. But essentially, yes. having accountability
1: you, partners. Yes, yes
0: accountability mm-hmm. partners. Somebody to hold you accountable to your goals and to what you want to accomplish.
1: Right, and that helps because we can't do it on our own. It's easy for us to give up when we're doing it on our own. But when you have a group of people. You know, whether two, three, or four people, um, you know, checking in with each other to say, "How is it going? You know, how can I help?" It does make a it does make a difference.
0: Yeah, especially when yeah. you're going through the job hunting process, the, the recruiting wow. process. You know, now, you when can,
1: you're going, yeah,
0: you can definitely you lose. You know, there's people that I've talked to that have lost hope because they've gone through yeah. so many interviews and uh, both. Yep, and and just and they
1: need somebody to encourage. You. To encourage them, you know, to say yes. You may you might have heard a no, but the more no's you hear, the closer you are to the yes. Yes. Oh, excellent.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, right. Daisy. So, if if our audience members wanted to know more about you or to learn more about where they could get your book, the No Canadian Experience A or Tell Stories Get Hired, where could they get that information?
1: Those two books are available on Amazon. Okay. Both Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, depending on where your audience is. Mm
0: -hmm. And,
1: of course, our chapters, Indigo chapters, Mm -hmm. they're available. They are online. They are not physically in the store, but they're available online. Okay. And, of course, my website is therightcareer.com, which is right, W-R-I-G-H-T. That's my name. I am on LinkedIn. I am on, you know, the different social media platforms. So anybody who would like to get in touch with me, just just um, put my name in and Google me and, you know, they'll find me.
0: Excellent. And I'll make sure to include the link in the show notes so people can go to right. it directly. And I'll make sure I include a link to your LinkedIn because that's super important. Uh, yes. You know, we could do a whole other talk just on LinkedIn <laughs> on itself.
1: That, I, <laughs> I know, I know, yes.
0: But we won't do yeah. that today. We'll make sure that we include the link so people can get a hold of you. Uh, from Connell and myself, from Zero to Hired, thank you again for, for being a guest on our show and, and for sharing your insights with our audience. Uh, greatly appreciate it. I know I, I, I've i taken away some good information, and I'm not even looking for work. <laughs> so this this is great. Well, thank you, Daisy. Right. Thank you for your time well, today.
1: Oh, well, thank you so much. It's a privilege to be on on your show, John. and. Um, you know, like you said, you and I go way back into classes <laughs> and all of that. And I have watched your growth as well. And I congratulate you and, and Connell for um, that wonderful book that I am just halfway through. Oh, wow. But Excellent. It, 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 it's, a, it's a great book. And, um, you know, lots of, lots of people will benefit um, from it. So thank you again. And I, I do appreciate it.
0: Yeah, no, thank you. All right, everyone. That is it for our show today. Uh, and uh, make sure to take a look in the show notes for information on where you can find Daisy and the link to our website and to our books. And thanks again, and we'll we'll catch up with you soon. Ciao. listening to the Zero to Hired podcast. Make sure you check out our website www.zerotohire.com and download your free resume template that's proven to get results complete with examples and guidelines. Make sure you tune in as we interview leading industry experts who provide tips and strategies to help you get the career that's right for you.